0: And welcome to Mage Hand Down Low, our after show talk back where we'll discuss new episodes of Mage Hand High Five from highs to lows and everything in between. I am your host and resident lore keeper, Sarah McStay. And with me are my three illustrious co-hosts.
1: Max Weinberg, he, him. Robin Langenhop, they, them. Casey Pappas, he, him.
0: First of all, thanks so much for tuning into our little our little moment of bonus content here. Um, if you like what you're hearing here today, come support us on Patreon. We got more of this where this where this one came from, but we're throwing <laughs> this one up on the main feed. Um,
2: <laughs> what? We got more of this with this in the, the, this place. Where this one came from. We
3: got more of this where this one came from. This, 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 this from. and this.
0: <laughs> we got yeah. this, this, and some more of this. Um, So look, we're going to be releasing these talkbacks on Tuesdays, uh, one week after each campaign episode. So if you're part of our Patreon community, you'll basically get weekly episodes now, alternating between the main feed, campaign episodes, to then these little Patreon uh, only talkbacks. For the first couple of arcs, because um, we're kind of playing catch up here with some uh, episodes that have already been released, uh, we're gonna do one today for episode one uh, and like the beginning of the campaign, and then we're gonna have two more talkback episodes that kind of basically cover the first two moments, uh, like arcs of the campaign uh, between Fort Falls Mine and. Uh Providence. So we'll we'll have spoilers, like spoilers if you haven't
4: listened to those episodes yet. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers we'll for the stuff.
2: names of towns.
0: Yeah, we'll have some stuff kind of lumped together here, but then uh, you know, as as we start releasing, they'll just be kind of on an every other week basis as well. But hey, y'all. Hi. we did it. We released episode one.
1: We did it, Joe. Hey. <laughs> did it, Joe?
0: We're thank God not <laughs> going to be the next president of the United States.
1: <laughs> Speak for yourself. Robin is the
2: closest.
0: Oh, oh, that's true. Robin, Robin's, Robin is within the age limit, right?
2: I, yes, I suppose legally I could attempt to run <laughs> for president. president. <laughs> None of us could
4: legally attempt to run for president. Huh. Now do it. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, get in the comments if you would vote for Robin for president. Oh, dear. <laughs>
2: get in the comments. Well, as much as I am flattered by the concept that you all think I could in any way <laughs> run a country...
0: Oh, don't worry. We were doing a bit. Um,
2: (laughs) I certainly wasn't. (laughs)
0: y'all um but no this was this was so much fun what a fun like first episode introduction to the world um man nuts and butts got a lot more attention than we thought it was gonna didn't it
3: <laughs> we
4: almost cut it <laughs> oh yeah. yeah fun story
2: on that one there was some audio weirdness um on specifically the saying of nuts and butts and we had this whole debate of like well should we just cut it it's kind of a really dumb joke it's and a silly joke there was a a loud contingent in our little podcast family here that was like no we need this we must keep the bucks <laughs> in
0: there was, like, the, I got, I think I got three separate texts from three separate people after the episode released that was just all caps, NUTS
4: and BUTTS. <laughs> I'm pretty like, sure yeah, my mom we, commented on it.
0: Yeah, glad we didn't cut it. I mean, listen, it yeah. was
2: controversial. <laughs> What's controversial about butts?
0: Nothing. Who doesn't love a butt?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can I isolate that audio and just have it as like a ringtone or something? <laughs>
0: Who doesn't love a butt? Who doesn't yeah. love a butt?
4: That's just going to be your text alert for Sarah.
3: <laughs> yeah, <Yep>. perfect.
0: <laughs> well, shit. Yeah, we had a. There's like there's a lot going on in this episode. We had we had our introduction to like the world in general, which we'll get into because that shit's cool. I'm very excited to live to live here for a little bit, Casey. This is a neat
1: little world you got going. Assuming we live. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm excited to die in this world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a very scary world to live in. I'm glad you're excited for it, though. <laughs>
0: Yeah, wait. I mean, I guess let's just start there. Like, can you tell us a little bit about like about the world building, about the like your vision for this place, like what it what you want it to look like? How much of this do you already have fleshed out? Like, you mentioned town names that we haven't even thought about yet. Like,
1: yeah, I um, I think the the idea came about because I was the the campaign is very Dark Tower inspired mm-hmm. of of Stephen King. Uh, There's a a little bit of Dark Tower. There's a little bit of Fallout. There's a little bit of uh, a bunch of different uh, things that sort of just converged in my brain. And I was like, oh, I think this would be fun to play. And when I was planning it, I was like, how do I sort of get the sense of this world? Because something that's really neat about the Dark Tower is it feels like the world is dying around them as it's happening. And so I really liked that idea. I really liked this world that is sort of like resisting goodness and the idea that you need to put goodness into the world in order to try and level that out in order to try and keep in order to keep things equal like that like that it's a rough world out there and you need to put some good into it
2: it's sweet of you to think that we're not just gonna make everything worse yeah oh.
1: that's
0: true we did <laughs> yeah. we did create some like pretty morally ambiguous guys to to fill this place up, but it is I mean, I think one thing that really strikes me too is like the the world is like rough, but having played a little bit more of it, like it is a lot of the roughness of the world is created by like the the shit that the people in power do.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
0: like, I feel like a lot... Like, the roughness of the world doesn't come from the communities of the world. Like, and so, I I mean, I love... Like, there's, there's so many good, wonderful, cool people in the world, like kind of just trying their best. Yeah,
1: and (laughs) I'm glad that you said that because uh, something that I really enjoy about Westerns, like, and and something that I wanted to take from Westerns and put into this is sort of this idea of the individual and the community. Uh, A lot of Westerns sort of circulate sort of revolve around this like loner character that strolls into town one day and takes things into his usually his own hands but yep. i <laughs>
0: yeah there's no women there
1: <laughs> and <laughs> well that's something that i wanted to change but also i um i i like the because there are also some westerns in which the individual comes in and teaches the community how to fight back and i i love those stories i love the stories of the individual focusing on the community i love the idea that like that it's not too late for for the individual to care about the community and vice versa
4: it's like the hebrew (laughs) hammer
0: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things I don't like about a lot of D&D games is, like, this thing of, of you know, like, we're going to be, like, the big damn heroes, and we're going to come in and save the day, and, like, we're going to help the community help itself. Like, I think I think for me, like, it it's a lot more powerful when, like, we as players and as characters can be, like, from within the community of the world.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's – I think it's a good place to sort of transition into talking about the characters because each of the three of yeah. you – has a character that is from somewhere in the badlands or in threed you have connections you have things that you're running towards and things that you're running from and the idea what? that like <laughs> these lies
0: <laughs> we're not running from anything Only have no of secrets
1: some is not we're from vibing. the world of the badlands yeah, whoa. yeah, Stump's
0: from Boston. <laughs>
3: Stump's so Just straight, straight up of Boston. Bronx.
1: Stump fell into a wormhole one day and, you know, subscribe to the Patreon in order to find out more. But that was what was fun about the characters that y'all brought to the table is that they do, they do come from this world and they do have connections in this world that are going to pull them into some interesting situations down the line. And I mean... Should we talk about the characters? Let's do it.
0: Well, first of all, I think folks have expressed some curiosity about like uh class like class builds. Like so, like what like what's your class, what's your subclass? What are we looking at? And um, although we're a little early for that level wise here. And then um, we yeah, like where where'd your character come from? What's the idea? Like what are you what are you angling for? Like what talk a little bit about your characters. Um, I don't know, Robin or Max, y'all want to go first?
2: Max, do it. Okay. <laughs> Putting you on the spot.
4: <laughs> this is uh, actually a secret that I'm pretty sure... Not a secret, but a piece of information I haven't told any of y'all is that I, have I, Max, have never seen a Western movie.
3: Oh, shit. So Just any? I, like also, any? Like I, I don't L? think
4: so. I mean, I've seen, Ooh. like, Westworld, which what? kind of counts. Have you seen and, like, Back, Back to the to Future
1: 3? <laughs> <future laughs> <laughs> on, on TV. <laughs> not seen a Western. That's Interesting.
0: Wait, I'm, I'm shocked <laughs> that you haven't seen blazing saddles
4: okay but is that really a western yeah i mean yeah, i've also yeah. only seen it like I mean, once yeah.
0: it is i think <laughs> Straight i think up. it is i know i know it's not like a drama but it is like it is are, are certainly you, a western
1: so do you, do you mean in terms of like in genre like full-blown like taking themselves serious like yeah. serious westerns
0: yeah like if you're yeah. doing the real thing not like a parody of it yeah that okay yeah okay
4: well yeah i'm wow. playing stumpsteinling who Is uh, a retired thief who's been living in the mountains with a family for the last 20 years. He's got a wife named Kate and a kid, six-year-old kid named Sally. I think she's six. Um,
0: (laughs) I
2: hope Stump knows.
0: That's that's like a classic dad move, though, being like, how old's my fucking kid?
1: (laughs) How old has my kid got? Um, Uh, My favorite kid, Reed's hand, Surly.
0: (laughs) 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 Shit, I got smudged.
4: Sarah led a game, A Dad's Trip, and I thought found playing a dad really fun, so I thought it was really fun to play. I thought I'd play another dad for like an extended period of time. That's right. You did play a grumpy dad in my game as well. Yeah, they're kind of my go-to right now. Um, I am <laughs> not I'm a dad on. in real life. But yeah, I've always really been fascinated with the idea of poisons in D&D, and I wanted to find a way to use them as a main aspect of the class and... I looked for months and months and months for a homebrew that uh to to make it work. And I finally found uh Ned Turner's Apothecarist subclass in the Guildmaster's mm-hmm. Apoth uh Artificers of Ravnica homebrew that he made on DM's Guild. It's built around poisons. Um we've made a couple tweaks, haven't been able to find Ned, so shout out Ned. And uh have just loved it because I think it's really tactical. It's a lot about uh, like crowd control because you can t- give different statuses to the other enemies. And I think that's really cool. He's also part rogue because you got to be if you're a former thief. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you like where did you did you start with like, OK, I want to play this kind of character. So I'm going to build mechanics around that. Or did you start with like, I want to, to play these mechanics. I'm going to build a character on the mechanics.
4: Yeah, I I am very much a mechanics first person. So I found the poisoner and or the apothecarist and thought, I'm going to build around that. How can I make that work and kind of be an interesting character that would have some sort of conflict in their backstory? So being a retired thief, there might be some, you know, stuff from his background that shows up eventually. Yeah,
0: what if know. they just didn't? Like, what if, what <laughs> if we- <laughs> Like, like, Max keeps trying to tee it up, though. Like, he's like, you don't even want to know, like, what happened in my freaking past. And then Casey just never <laughs>
2: follows up. <laughs> that would be the best recurring joke. We never so- pay it off.
0: <laughs>
3: Especially because
0: he's a rogue, so he does, like, the edgelord, like, loner rogue thing of, like... Ah uh, yeah, I've had some serious fucking bad days in my if, past. You guys don't only, even want
4: to know. If only you knew what I had gone through in my younger years, you wouldn't want to be saying that to me right now. You know,
2: it's <laughs> like anyway. Uh, so moving on. <laughs> I have to ask because I on our on our little like group chat where we talk about the show, there have been so many references to like Stump One Point and Stump Two Point <laughs> yeah. Is there a previous <laughs> version of Stump out there somewhere? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah there and also, is, what um, number s- of Stump are we on now?
1: There, there's a handful, and they're all in they're all in tubes, like just kept offsite.
2: Three. Ooh, yikes! <laughs>
1: yeah, so I think that this is uh, Stump
4: 2.5. Uh, I originally Shit. gave up. I originally gave up on finding any poison you know subclass anywhere that i liked so i started making another one and it was a warlock actually the wild mm. backstory of our uh, stump 1.0 is he was like a student on a field trip into the badlands fell into like a crevice that in the badlands that like closed up and hit his head and when he woke up there was like a supercomputer down in the crevice that like became his warlock patron and that was about as far as that got because he kind of it was kind of like a lost memory situation so it was going to be a little difficult to play but <laughs> just don't even knows. Knows. such a different
2: vibe <laughs> for the show yeah. yeah yeah
4: it would have been really different and then so we had that build, and Casey had made a whole bunch of, you know, parts of the world for that character, and then I went, wait, I found this subclass, I'm going to do this other thing instead, It completely <laughs> yeah, pivoted.
0: Right. Casey went, like, um, all into your ideas, it, I like, uh, had plans.
1: Yeah, it, no, it was it was fun, because Max, you and I were, like, coming up with stuff together, we were like, yeah, this, and then this, and then this, and I was like, cool, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm fleshing out parts of the world, I've got ideas written down, and then Max comes to me and goes, so, uh what if we did something else? Like, what, if, what if, what if Stump was a, uh, what if Stump was a poisoner instead? And I was like, but the, uh, but the God that you befriended.
0: Yeah, but, but I made a whole God for this world. <laughs> I, yeah.
1: I, I made like a computer. I made like a guy. And Stump was like, uh, Max was like, uh, I mean, what, but what if he was a poisoner though? And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Holy I mean, Greg? I made a
2: whole cosmos around Holy Greg holy greg is that
1: the guy? just wait until holy greg comes back <laughs> so the other really cool thing about that
4: character which i guess i won't use if stump were to die because i'm giving all the information away now yeah. is stump's car- name in that he was going to have forgotten his name and on the computer was going to be an acronym of s-t-u-h-m-p and i really wish i remembered what that stood for
3: Oh, cool! so that
4: was going to be his name was going to be stump from that
0: Wait, is that where... So the name... But the name Stump originally came from (laughs) something else.
1: Why why Stump?
4: So normally when you play D&D games, everyone comes in with a ridiculous name. Like Lazar, or from the movie Jarnathan or, you know, Falazia. And so I come in... I'm just making sounds at this point. <laughs> and, and I come in with Stump as my character name. And no, everyone else has had a name that you would hear out on the street. <laughs> yeah, we did Every regular, single we did character pick regular has, had an, <laughs> has had a regular person name, I would say. Yeah. And I'm Stump. Uh, but that name came from Sarah and I were chatting once. And they were talking about a coffee that they really liked. And they said it was called Stumptown.
0: Shout out Stumptown, baby! <laughs>
4: yeah, shout out Stumptown. Not a sponsor, but if you want to be, hit me up.
0: <laughs> yeah, message us Stumptown Coffee. I know you really need the uh, the extra marketing from our podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll
4: collab on a Stump Steenling brew of coffee. But yeah, so and I we were talking on the phone, and I just couldn't under quite understand or comprehend what they were saying. And they were like Stumptown, and I was like Stump. They're like, yeah. I was like, S- why is it stump? Because I was thinking like the stump of a tree and I didn't quite get it. I mean, it is and that. I said, stump.
0: It's Because lo- it was a it's logging cause,
4: town. It's because Portland.
0: Yeah, Portland's, Portland is stump town because it's a logging industry town.
4: Yeah. Well, I didn't know that so <laughs> until right now. Hey. Um And so it became stump. And I said it so many times that it started sounding like a really dumb word. Where, like when you say a word too many times, it stop stops sounding real.
0: Semantic satiation. And then
4: I went... This is my name now, and it's S T U H M P Stump.
0: <laughs> the H is silent, yeah.
4: And it's also yeah, in yeah. all caps in all of our phones now.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, because Stump 1.0, you always referred to him in all caps because it was oh, an acronym. I don't even remember that. Oh, because mm, it was an sense.
0: acronym. Okay, I just thought you were shouting it. I didn't realize it was an acronym, <laughs> so. I just thought. I it mean, was
4: Stump does stomp. only
2: have one volume. <laughs>
1: Stump does canonically um, only have one phone. <laughs> so, yeah, true,
0: but damn. So
1: my phone now autocorrects stump to all caps. Still, even though we stump? no yeah. longer do that, <laughs> and it's a year and a half later or so. Yeah,
0: yeah it's been a minute uh, since we started talking about this. Damn.
4: So that's kind of stump. <laughs>
0: nice. I like it. That's I like it. Well, stump. I like his connection too. To like, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but like, I think each of the characters has a specific connection to a different piece of the world. Like. Stump very much comes from East Three, like Salome is coming from the Badlands. I think it's it's kind of it's it's kind of cool to see like Stump's connection to the world at large, like how everyone's kind of built into like the world as a as a facet of the world and as a facet of the community. It's neat. Yeah, Robin, you want to talk about Hayden?
2: Sure. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my
0: god, cute.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. So. So, when I was told we were doing a Western thing, my first thought was that like that stereotypical like Clint Eastwood man with no name type character who like comes into a town and goes to save it, but like no one who is that mysterious man, and I didn't want to be that mysterious man, but I still wanted the vibes, so yeah <laughs> um, I liked the idea of the of like taking the concept of, like, the stranger who comes into town, and it's like, oh, who is this mysterious person, and playing with that in a, in a gender-y way. Because I was like, hey, I'm non-binary, I want to play around with this. Yeah, And so that's where the initial kernel started. Um, there's also a little bit of, um, shout out to any Dimension 20 fans out there, uh, the character of Liam Wilhelmina from Crown of Candy is Mm. a very impressive um, gloomstalker ranger but i didn't want to be like your kind of stereotypical rogue i wanted to you know have a little more fun be a more play be a little more playful and have access to some of those like tracking abilities because that seemed fun out in like a desert wilderness i Mm. also am a huge fan of Stephen King's Dark Tower series, and so, like, really wanted to lean in to that kind of vibe. Honestly, the shape-changing powers um, of taking on a different face for every job, that came down to, I am kind of a forever DM in my home life, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to make sure that I stayed excited about Hayden, and I wanted to have the ability to like play around with doing different characters and different different voices, especially with this being a podcast. I felt like there would be a lot of room for comedy there, hence Carl from h r and there will be plenty more ridiculous characters where that came from.
3: <laughs> but yeah, that's the basics
2: of it. um at some point, I hope that um I can get an actual firearm from Casey. So that I
1: can go full gunslinger. Uh do you need it? <laughs>
2: I feel like
0: <laughs> Well there Hayden's, is that. Hayden does enough damage. <laughs> Hayden, yeah. The other thing about Hayden too, oh my god, because we all rolled our stats. And like Salome rolled like dog shit. Like I sent Casey my stats and he was like, re-roll He's rough. one of those. <laughs> Um And, like, Robin rolled so well on Hayden's stats, so Hayden is definitely mm-hmm. starting out a little stacked, for sure. Like, I'm sure we'll even out as things kind of go on, but in terms of starting stats, like, Hayden is stacked.
2: Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not, like, a min-max kind of player. I just have, like, had some crazy rolls working in my favor to mm-hmm. the point where it's like, no, I promise, this is actually happening No, like, we believe you. It's just brutal.
0: Like, the amount of roles that Aiden has that are just devastating is crazy. (laughs) So did you, like, uh, I guess same question as for Max. Like, would you say that the, like, character inspo was kind of what came first and then you, like, built the mechanics around it?
2: Yeah, I'm bad at the math end of D&D, like despite DMing all the time I don't know the book well I don't know the rules backwards and forwards I'm always coming in character first and then trying to like Shake at the shake the book until it tells me how do I make this happen in my game? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I already had a model <laughs> to work off of, of like, okay, I've seen this ranger work <sighs> before and I can like massage it towards what I want to do with Hayden. But yeah, I always go in character first and then sometimes create a character that just does not work mechanically in D&D well. In this case, it happened to work out quite nicely. And I'm very happy about it. Well,
0: also, like, your favorite terrain is desert, which just happens to be everywhere.
2: <laughs> um,
1: there is You that. didn't want to pick, like, lush forest? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm Casey, sure case Casey
2: just- has promised me that we're not just solely going to be in desert all the time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, (laughs) don't be some other biomes?
0: (laughs) That's cool. And then you got the little, like you have the little, the little, the stranger. Hayden's like a little little bounty hunter. Although they are saying something about like I don't know if I can keep up this ruse for very much longer. I feel like Hayden's Hayden is not all that they seem. Apparently,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's there's layers there for sure.
2: (laughs) So, Sarah yeah yes
1: you can't ask questions about salome to yourself so
0: <laughs> so you're gonna do me a favor conversationally and ask me about salome <laughs> we're all just gonna
2: sit back and watch you interview yourself
1: so we're all just gonna wait i would have
2: uh, just skipped it and been like yeah anyway so that's cool uh that's her characters <laughs> i'm
0: i mean i'm like too socially awkward to be like okay well time to make it about me
2: No, I can guarantee that already Salome is beloved, and there will be riots in the streets if we do not talk about the origins of this character.
0: It's like two people that are just so pissed about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. so Salome, I mean, character-wise for me, like normally, I really like to play someone who i feel is like baked into the world um like i'm a big i'm a big lore kid um i really love like exploring the intricacies of like the worlds that we're living in um and so when casey was like western i was like great okay like let's let's i i feel like i immediately followed up with like eight questions about like what is this world what's the structure of it like who are the major players like what's the politics of it all like Like, give me the lore so that I can create someone who feels, like, kind of baked into the, like, fabric of that world. Mm. And, you know, I think one of the things that we've tried to be really intentional about from the beginning in creating a fantasy Western is that both the Western and fantasy genres are really, really fraught with misogyny and racism. And trying to borrow from the aesthetics of both of those genres while imagining a better fantasy for for people to live in. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the aspects of that that I did feel equipped to play with and that I wanted to play with was the fact that in a lot of traditional Westerns, there just aren't very many roles for women to play. You know, you can be a doting wife, you can be a femme fatale, you can run a brothel. That's it. Um, You know, so what I wanted to do was to create someone who on paper like would fit into a traditional Western perfectly, um, you know, blonde doting trophy wife, and then look at the toll that becoming that person would take on an actual human being. Um, so I, I I gave Salome this history of having been raised by this really sort of matriarchal family of folk healers where, you know, Salome and, and her mom and her aunts are all named after like, maligned biblical women, uh, like, like villains of the Bible, basically. Uh, we got Salome, her mom is, uh, Bathsheba, Beth, and her aunts are (laughs) Delilah and Magdalena. Classic. (laughs) Jesus,
4: the fourth Briar brother.
0: (laughs) There are no Briar brothers. They're all women. Um, and you know, they were all very inspired by a lot of the really formidable women in, in my own family. And then, send her to a incredibly patriarchal environment in Threed and then see what it would cost her to become this perfect
2: Western trope. Okay. I absolutely want to meet this family now after you've described this whole like matrilineal badass clan that you have just hanging out in your backstory. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to
0: meet uh, Casey and I have talked about the Briar sisters a little bit and they're, they're pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I wanted them to kind of be like full healers, um, basically, like traveling full healers. Uh they're very much like of of this this world. Um and I guess related to that, um, class-wise, uh Salome is a paladin uh and warlock multiclass. She's a hex war- hexblade warlock, uh no paladin subclass yet. And the Idea, Like, Casey, I think you and I can probably talk about this together, but the idea for her magic um, is that, like, the Briar family magic, rather than being connected to a specific, like, god or deity in this world, is, like, drawn from the connections between people and, like, the magic in the sort of mundane uh, connections between community and people and individuals and, like, living things. Um, So, they literally, like, the the paladin magic in particular, like, draws on... The connections between life and in, in the world um mm-hmm. and is is like a is a commitment like the oath is sort of like a commitment to that, and the warlock level is related uh in terms of like it, it's a different facet of the same coin, but we'll talk about it later uh.
1: <laughs> yeah um I think the uh sort of the the magic and the mundane the um the divine and the ordinary is also something that I find really interesting and something that I want to bring to this campaign. Um mm-hmm. sort of the the ancient say the ancient saying that is the birthplace of magic is as above so below. Mm-hmm. And the idea that we are a reflection of the divine and that the divine is a reflection of us and that you cannot have the divine without the mundane. And so the idea that Boy, they don't talk about that in Hebrew school. Uh oh <laughs> <laughs> tell you that much
4: that's so fair <laughs> um, hey,
0: listen come to the mage hand down for shit they don't teach you in Hebrew school
4: <laughs> so how to cook how to fry bacon <laughs> oh no
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean we'll teach you look if you want the information like <laughs>
4: we're that's on the to highest please. tier of Patreon
2: <laughs> <laughs> the forbidden knowledge for it's, the, it's the wait no 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 it's the, a it's month. the it's the it's the
4: mage hand high five onlyfans. It's just me in an apron <laughs> teaching other people how to f fr- <laughs> Oh
0: God! <laughs> the the highest mage hand. What have mage we
1: brought to go <laughs> down and then this Also, way.
4: the other the other only, part of the onlyfans is the ASMR from our various outtakes of our silencing when it gets all cut all out of us just all going, our
0: weird mouth sounds. Um. Uh, <laughs> um.
1: Oh my but yeah, gosh. for sure.
0: I mean, I I think that's like as <laughs> in terms of like the the like the the theology of this world. I feel like it's much less about like gods and much more about um, yeah, the magic and the mundane, the the mm. sanctity of life and all that. It's kind of sort kinda of the fun.
1: divine, the divine that we carry within us.
0: Yeah, so like I think that's that's kind of where Solomon comes from, and that and like you know i'm also non-binary and as i've come into that identity i feel so much more comfortable playing with femininity and so i was like i'm just gonna play someone who's really really high femme like i want to play a <laughs> girl's girl for this one um because i finally feel comfortable living there so she's she's a good time
1: <laughs> i mean i think that's one of the joys of D is being able to try on different hats and be like i feel comfortable exploring this like i think it i think it's cool that you we get to create this space together as a group to tell a story to try things out to share stories with each other and to just play i think that's i think that's some magic in the mundane right there
2: (laughs) you know the number of the number of trans friends of mine i know who their new name is the name of a previous D character that they didn't realize yeah. they were like oh apparently i'm trying out names for myself here
0: oh i
2: was experimenting with
0: glenn for a minute that was uh that was something from max's home game i was looking at i was looking at glenn for a little bit i know I, all oh, yeah. my characters had like masculine names <laughs> should we talk about the
2: origins of the podcast itself
0: Oh yeah, because we found out Robin got catfished into it. Yeah, so here's <laughs> the thing. So
4: here's the real. Down I've been low. needing to bring this yeah, up.
2: Y'all um, want the story? <laughs> so my story of the origins of this podcast are apparently not the story that everybody else has for the origins of this podcast. So
3: sorry. So
2: Sarah and I, had, like we had met before doing theater. We were in a production of Into the Woods together where they were Cinderella and I was the baker for all of those musical theater nerds out there. And we got really close over the course of that show and then they immediately moved to the other side of the country. And I was like, (laughs) oh, well, so much for that friendship that I almost had. Um, But then Sarah got back to me and was like, hey, I have some friends who we were talking about doing some kind of like one-shot, like, just a a little, like, taster, hey, maybe we'll do an ongoing campaign off of this if we all click with each other, but would you like to join me for this, like, Wild West one-shot story? And then (laughs) I continued to be under the impression (laughs) that this is what was happening when during that one-shot... I thought we were all like, oh, hey, maybe we've actually got something here. Maybe we should try and turn this into a podcast. Turns out (laughs) I was being secretly (laughs) recruited without my knowledge into a (laughs) pre-existing podcast plan.
1: (laughs) so the Oops. podcast
4: plan was mine the secret recruitment of Robin was not mine
1: yeah no that was um, obvious I, I, Max I distinctly remember you texting me and being like we are either going to start a podcast or start a theater group and we are doing one of them <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, one of them will happen
0: we're all, we're all yeah. 30 and bored
4: <laughs> that, yeah and so we decided to, to, to do a podcast and got Casey involved then Sarah was like I know a person and that person was Robin. Um, and now we're here. Okay. So in so- other words,
2: my my like sweet, organic like <laughs> oh, we found this beautiful thing together and realized we had to share it with the world was okay. absolutely a deception from start to finish. Okay, so yeah, Casey
4: had this plan well before we even started podcast thinking.
0: Look, like the for the for the western, not for deceiving robin Oh, okay. No, 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 no. for <laughs> the western. You do
1: not put this at my feet.
0: No, okay, so here's this is what all happened. Casey's fault? Look, it's a little more innocent than it sounds, even though it was a little bit nefarious. Is yes, it? <laughs> but like you're welcome. Um <laughs> I So, okay, one thing that you should know about me is that I have social anxiety (laughs) Um, (laughs) and uh, also regular anxiety. But I – so, okay, so it's – but it's always kind of – it's like you can't just go to someone and be like, hey, do you want to, like, commit really hard to, like, doing a podcast with, like – me who you just met a few months ago and like some friends of mine that you don't know
1: and two
3: dudes absolutely
0: if you ask and, like, like that two random guys and so i'm like okay this is gonna be weird so i was like okay like we gotta we gotta test it out and then we also like we weren't sure that like robin would click with how we were playing we weren't sure if robin would like how we were playing like so there was so many variables that i was like okay i can't make this like this could get so weird in so many different ways <laughs> so i was like hey robin uh what if we just like hung out and played a little game (laughs) and then it slowly became this thing of like, how do we give Robin the idea? Like make Robin think it was their idea through this like IV drip of a
4: a There's also no we in this. This is all Sarah. Casey and I were under the impression that they had told Robin that this was possibly a podcast. And
1: so that's how I was speaking about it. Looking back on it, it's, Terribly crafty. So
2: the moral of the story for the kids at home is lying gets you what you want. (laughs) Just keep doing it.
0: Look, I mean, is it lying
2: or is it just choosing what I said carefully? Um. Well, here's here's the thing about it is that, honestly, if you had come to me with the ridiculous, like, hey, you want to commit hardcore to this person that you basically just met and a bunch of strangers to make a podcast— I might have just gone for it. This is something that yeah. I have personally been wanting to do for the longest time. Um, <laughs> like what I, what I go to D and D for honestly is collaborative creativity. It's what I go to theater for. And I've always wanted to have some kind of outlet like this and could yeah. never find people who were interested in committing on the level that I did. So if you had come to me with the extreme energy of like, hey, you want to overcommit, I'd be like, I'm I'm already in. Like
0: <laughs> I just I just didn't have it in me. You were like still a pretty new friend and I was definitely I had like one of those little friend crushes on you where I was like oh man I really want to be friends with Robin <laughs> but I don't want to make it weird. Like so I was just I was just it, so anxious about all of it.
4: I'm the blunt one in this group And the direct one And even I wouldn't be like Hey do you want to come join our group to make a podcast And we're going to be doing this And it's a commitment for the rest of your life I would say absolutely fucking not <laughs> if you came at me with that energy, but if you're like, "Hey, yeah. me and my friends are making d and D podcast. Where, you know, you're into D and D, and you're a good performer. You want to join us? Yeah, okay, maybe. but like, Let's what check if it, it was out. weird?
0: Like, what if that first session went super weird? And like, that I, I would have been direct and blunt and no, said, "It's not gonna work." But like, okay, but hear me out, right? Like, what if, as like, I had played would. with, I had played with Robin one time. Like, what if they came in and were just so fucking weird? <laughs> like, we there's then no to the conversation. Gradually. as
4: professionals. <laughs> It's really nice not having anxiety, girl. I highly recommend man, it. I don't.
1: I, I don't know I what wish, that's I like. wish, man. <laughs> I wish, man. That sounds I mean, great. I don't
4: know. I got pretty severe ADD, so we'll oh, see. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's
0: that's fair. That's that's something. Um,
2: we'll let you back in.
4: <laughs> for the folks at home, I've pitched about 700 different ideas and everyone's been like, that's pretty good, but finish the first one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, So that's how we catfished Robin into that. Well, that's how I catfished Robin into joining us. And we're so glad they did. Oh, yeah. thanks.
1: We're better for it. Hey, the, re- the real lies are the friends we made along the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, shoot. I mean, coming back into, I guess, like, ep- episode God darn it. Yeah. Come in, shoot. <laughs> coming back into, like, you know the episode one and like the introduction to the world the introduction to the characters we had um we had the meeting on the train we had like a very fun um moment of stump abandoning his loyal steed <laughs> as his first action what a of move. The game.
4: <laughs> not just my first action i've never been presented with a moment so early in a game that was like well if you roll low that's it.
0: <laughs> Wait, yeah, Casey, what the fuck, what would you have done if Max like, let won to try to jump onto the train? Would, it, would we have had to, to bring un- Stump 1.0 back?
1: <laughs> I need you to understand.
2: <laughs> Just a whole new character with the exact same name immediately walks in.
1: <laughs> it, it's Stump, but with a mustache. Like, that um, had
0: to have been, like, like I, what would have happened? <laughs> I need you to,
1: I need you to understand that keeps me up at night, that question. <laughs> there are nights where I sit there and I go, what would I have done?
2: No, for real. I have had times in my own games where I have called for a roll and then gone, I should have just let them do that. If they roll poorly, it's going to mess up my whole deal. Yep.
3: yeah.
0: I mean, so, there had to like we could have. I, I think. I think worst case scenario, Stump misses the jump and ends up maybe getting like dragged behind the train or something. And yeah, like, worst Salome, case scenario, yeah. And that's, like no, no, no. And like Salome and Hayden have to like get out and try to help. You know what listen, I
4: mean? I think. Oh, I, think I mean worst case scenario is I jump, I miss, and I get
1: split in half by a train.
0: I mean like worst case I, the, as in like
1: the DM pivot. The worst, the worst case scenario that I can bring to the table. Yeah. If if, if i Without ruining friendships. If I if Max, if you failed that role and then got sucked under the wheels of the train, episode <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs>
4: ended a friendship
1: <laughs> genuinely like been, you can take you can take my dm card <laughs> that would
4: have been so funny if you're like hey making new, roll new, uh, max is done for episode one roll a new character we'll talk about it for episode two and then like 15 episodes in the assassin's chasing stump you meet up with him and there's just like a body in like a cell somewhere and it turns out that it's stump and i have to come back with stump
3: Oh my god! Like, could,
2: <laughs> could you imagine a show like, a D&D show with that level of high lethality, where it's like, yeah, we'll kill off a main player in
1: episode one. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, the Max, I thought you were going to say 15 episodes later, I'm into my 15th character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Max is doing a Monster <clears throat> of the Week game while we're all playing. <laughs> like, Oh, man. And then we had, like, I feel like for me, when shit kind of got real, we had... um we had the Raiders on the train and like the fight with the Raiders. And I think that was the moment where the like tonal register of this world kind of dropped in for me where I was, you know, I I think we were all kind of like, well, we want to strike a balance. Like we're not going to market ourselves as a comedy podcast. We're going to market ourselves as a storytelling podcast. So we're going to tell, you know, we're going to tell the story we need to tell. Like we're going to go for maybe a blend of comedy and drama. Like we're not going to be make ourselves like beholden to like constantly making jokes all the time. We're just going to tell a story. And mm-hmm. I think, like, you know, we're all really enjoying working in that way. But then what happened was, like, Casey busted out this, like, oh, yeah, the, the you know, the the guard is laying on the floor with his throat ripped out. And we were all like, oh, OK, so this world gets, like, real. Like, <laughs> this <laughs> world gets intense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. that. Well, I needed to figure out how to get three characters who did not want to reveal anything about themselves to each other. Yeah, how sorry. To get y'all, <laughs> sorry about it. How to get y'all on the same team. And yeah. so I was like, well, I need to trap them together and then force them to fight their way out. And the most, I think one of the most contained places in a western is in a train car.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And if there's a if there's an immediate threat, y'all aren't gonna be like, well, What's your deal? What are you running from?
2: We just go back into the train car and have a seat. Just like, I'm sure this will sort itself out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so I uh, and I mean, we keep we keep hearkening back to Crown of Candy, but I think Crown of Candy was was a little bit of a um, at least tonal uh, influence on this Mm -hmm. campaign. uh, If you haven't seen it. Uh, go watch it. It's great. Honestly,
0: shout out critic. I mean, if you're here on our podcast and haven't heard Crown of Candy, I'm shocked. But also, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> we are literally marketing ourselves as your third favorite and we know what one and two are. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, all that to say, I, I, I loved Crown of Candy. Like, everything starts out really, like, nice and genial and everybody's talking to each other and it's friendly uh, and then somebody gets shot in the throat and is making death-saving throws and God. there's just... It, it flips on a dime and i i love those kinds of stories that like everything feels fine and then everything is going wrong mm-hmm. i like sort of dancing on the edge of a knife
2: one mm-hmm. minute you're talking about pockets next minute you are you know
1: you're putting you're putting someone in the pocket of the lord <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was, as I say to Teddy every morning Big stretch,
2: But <laughs> Catch a bloody corpse and put it in your pocket
4: They don't speak about any of that at Hebrew school <laughs> <laughs> Come straight out of Hebrew school,
0: come here We'll teach you all the shit you gotta know
4: <laughs> right. Can I give you a wild, a wild Hebrew school story? Go for sure. it <laughs> um so i don't remember who it was but when i was in like third or fourth grade we were talking about like ethics <laughs> and someone was talking about how they recently heard someone talking about like this thing that was called like children of india and the teacher just couldn't figure out what concept children of india was until the student was like hey yeah uh it's like about like, like, about like killing things. And they were like, You mean youth in Asia?
3: <laughs> Wait, what? Like, they just heard the words wrong?
0: <laughs>
4: they, well, they couldn't remember you. They were thinking like youth, children in
0: oh,
3: India, Asia. In Asia.
4: So,
0: youth in Asia. So they were like, Yeah, like, it's
4: that thing, like, you know, about killing people, like, like dogs and people, like children of India. <laughs> it's youth in Asia. Oh my God. Shout out if oh you gosh. are the person From my Hebrew school class in third or fourth grade Who said that, get in the comments
0: That's pretty good, that's good Hebrew school content That's pretty good yeah,
4: sure. of those <laughs> um, But back to, um, to The story, I gotta give a High five to Sarah for when I For their reaction to when Stump was ritual casting Detect poison and disease on the drink That Hayden <laughs> gave them both <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I just like didn't even cross my mind. And it what was, did uh, it was so what, what did I what drink? That was so funny. Yeah. It was so what good. What did I drink? It was so I think, good.
3: I
0: mean, I think there's a thank you. I think there's a level of like we're all coming from really different like social worlds. And I think Salome is very much like, you know, it's that classic like southern hospitality of like you eat what you're given like you you know you take what's in front of you if you're a guest in somebody's home like you take what they have to drink if someone offers you something you take it like so of course she's immediately gonna be like yeah sure if you're offering i'll take it (laughs) and stump is a poisoner (laughs)
3: so he's gonna be suspicious
0: i shout out to the Um. also like i loved the um uh, are we calling them high fives is that what you said? I love the I, Sure, yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah, okay. High five to um to I love like the budding rivalry between Hayden and Stump.
2: Oh my god, yes. <laughs> we got
4: to
3: bring that
2: back.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's some of it throughout. Um it's it's so fun. Like y'all just- <laughs> Cuz I think you do have similar kind of like roguish Lord skill sets so for you to be like which one of us is gonna be better at picking the lock like, right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> casey give us like a rogue give us like a rogue obstacle
1: course for us to do
0: oh jeez oh, god
1: okay challenge accepted That's just go fun. and then also have salome do temple.
0: it oh god uh also like yeah shout out a huge high five to casey for just like how rich and colorful and amazing this world Mm -hmm. feels like even think like the just like the micro things of like language in this world how there's little little things that are already unique to this world like calling um gun like gunpowder the um the crates are full of uh we're calling them fire powder because like firepowder is what sort of gunpowder is called in this world. And then like there's a little bit of um. we, we haven't talked a lot about this yet, but um Solomay's family has like a relationship with life and death and like helping people through that transition. And like, yeah, it, what we co- sort of call death in this world is like crossing the river. And like that has to do with a lot of like the, uh, you know, the, the philosophy of the world. And like it just feels already like we're dropping into such a huge, beautiful, incredible place.
2: Speaking of which, we absolutely have to talk about the end of the episode and that, like, weird shadow creature oh, thing yeah. that only Salome, that? Salome could see. Okay. Well, yeah, Casey, you want to tell us what that is? Salome had that, like, really intense emotional Moment leading um, I don't even remember the person's name. Um uh, Philip Corian. Philip Corian. Uh, Philip Corian. Yes.
3: Yeah.
2: Um like leading him across the river and this very point, like there's improvising comedy and there's improvising empathy and pathos and intensity. And Sarah just pulled that scene whole cloth out of nowhere, which is just truly impressive to see from an improvising standpoint. And then to double up on that with Casey bringing in this terrifying image and then just leave us all hanging with it
0: <laughs> yeah who is she that's casey i will say about you you are like a master of the cliffhanger like we've done a oh, few sure. episodes now and your cliffhangers are so
1: solid well you gotta keep people coming back right
0: yeah there's <laughs> some spooky we're shit.
1: contractually obligated to come back so I you mean, don't gotta make us come back if it's yeah a, we already it,
0: catfish dropping it, it. <laughs> i mean i, I keep talking
1: I about different, my house Um, I keep talking about different influences and something that I really enjoyed, something that I grew up watching are sort of those old shows from the 70s and 60s that like they end on a cliffhanger every time you'll have to stay tuned for the next episode to see if uh to see if Johnny uh, gets out of the well this time and uh, <laughs> this time this time how many
4: times has Johnny in the well been stuck a in, a in lot, the well
1: to be perfectly honest at this point uh, Johnny lives in the well like he's he's setting up a little uh, The well co- has its own zip code he's got a timeshare down there why is why does Johnny want to get out of the well if he set up a place to live because uh, he's got go to go this he's got to buy bread <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, he's getting um, rescued solely for grocery trips yeah.
0: like, can somebody get me out I have to get lettuce <laughs> to get my kale
2: my kale went bad um,
4: <laughs> can I get more guys I need the artisan cheeses
0: shut up Johnny puts the friggin lid um, back on <laughs> my avocado
4: um, but- is too hard I need one that's
1: softer
0: <laughs> millennials and they're well avocados <laughs>
1: all that to say um i i enjoy the i enjoy the drama i enjoy the suspense of uh there there's a there's a fun air like an electricity in the air when you build up to something and you're like oh, and the creature comes out of the darkness <laughs> and you begin to see its gnarled hands, and that is where we'll pick up next time the <laughs> just dread that comes over the players of like i have to wait until next week to figure this out i and we we record weekly we don't record in batch so we as people have to wait yeah so the dread is real the dread is real and it's fun and i look forward to it
0: (laughs) you do it you do it well Damn! Big shout, shout out to like okay, I loved I love Carl from HR. High five for Carl from HR. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: He's got to come back. I got to bring him back.
0: Also, Max, I feel like I feel like your your little interaction with Sally was really sweet with like the special rocks and like the little poison coated dagger. Like that was just a lovely little dad moment.
4: Thanks. Yeah. No. It's uh, I don't know. Dads are fun because they're fun. They can kind of be nice and awkward at the same time especially because you can play like a hot you can play both a high low status and a low high status and it's
1: really just kind of fun to play with those
0: yeah that's depending true. on who you're with that is very true
1: um i would like to i would like to give a high five to uh all three of you and that seems like a cop-out but hear me out <laughs> this is like I, a
0: thanksgiving when moms are like i'm so thankful for a family <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, as the campaign mom, it is partially my responsibility. But I think yeah. the way y'all interact with NPCs is so much fun. Y'all aren't approaching like this. This is very much a survive by the skin of your teeth campaign, and it's fascinating because y'all aren't approaching it from a murder hobo standpoint, and that's so great for me. Yet yet but um i like the way you interact with npcs like you you breathe life into your own characters but you also breathe life into mine and that's honestly that's what keeps me coming back this is, is y'all
0: all of us breathing into each other
4: oh
1: okay well, <laughs> i was about to say that's called cpr okay <laughs>
0: Cool. no thank you casey i'm sorry was, you know what
1: in was... the episode <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well thanks, this has been thanks. the first download you know we appreciate you too This it good it's sh- good shit we had a lot of fun um well hey i hope y'all had as much fun as we did um we hope you keep coming back thank you so much again uh for joining us here for our first little talk back we had a lot of fun doing Ooh. it
2: and if you're listening to this on the main feed Make sure that you hop in and join the Mage Hand down low on our Patreon so that you can get more of this wonderful bonus content.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Also, hey, if you want to chat with us, um, get a little bit more like real time uh, info, questions, answers, feedback, all that stuff. Uh, we're building up a really cool Sarah's
2: food.
4: phone number is 238 no. 238- no.
0: Uh That was too close. <laughs> I didn't like that. That was almost correct.
4: Was it? Uh, yeah. Uh... <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, uh, follow, uh, come join us on Discord. Uh, and, uh, we've got the link to the Discord and all of our socials and the link for this episode. Uh, we've got a really fun community over there and, uh, can't wait to see you there. And in the meantime, hey, how about a high five? Down oh, low. you gotta end
4: this with down low. Yeah. All how right. about a, how, oh, about a down low? how about a
0: down low? That sounds disgusting. I don't like hey, it. Just <laughs> slapping
4: it. down low. Yes, yeah. Hey. Hey. All right, how
0: about this? Hey, how do how we like a down low? All right, hey, we're workshopping it. Okay. Hey, down low? Too slow. No <laughs> 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 <Hey>, we <we're>, uh, <gasps> I don't know what the fuck okay. I'm
3: doing. End the episode. <laughs>